podcast. Me and Chris are here again. This, we've been told by Chris, is uh, episode number 50, in line with the UAE's National Day being the 50th National Day. So that's a little coincidence. Um, I don't think that's going to affect any of the topics we're going to talk about, but 50 years of the UAE. How long have you been here? Eight. It's exactly eight? I think so, yeah. You came over a bit before me. Um, yeah. You followed me. Yeah. Leave me alone. Well, I was here on a holiday first, and then I said, "Look, that's be- that's brilliant. Go over there for a job, since you're an unemployed bum doing gardening." <laughs> <laughs> Love so, and life. Yeah. So Chris was a gardener before we moved to Dubai. Didn't let that be known. With all my Polish mates, lads, lads, lads in London. Yeah. So uh, Chris came, then I came. Um, his boss just couldn't do without me, so his boss offered me a job as well. And then the rest is history. Anyway, um, today we're going to go try and talk about a few random topics. So we went around the gym the last week or so, just asking people for a topic that they'd like to be discussed because we were getting sick of just chatting to each other about Kilimanjaro. So, uh, Chris, pick a number between 1 and 13. 9. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Bad diets. Okay. So Who's that from? Are we naming shame? That's Andrew Wells. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Interesting okay, right. of events. Mr. Andrew. <coughs> uh, fad diets. Where do we start? Uh, so, uh, suppose what, what, is, what is the fad diet yeah, you have there to for? Uh, well, yeah. First of all, what is it? Uh, I suppose we have a few off the top of my head. Uh, what was that one? It's just meat carnivore diet the carnivore then there was the other one um the protein heavy one what was it called don't know the atkins wasn't oh it? right that one yeah yeah is that the same as the carnivore maybe no. then there was uh can you think of any well i mean uh, yeah you've got you got the ones that are actually scientifically decent but when they throw get keto in there yeah, sorry ke- keto but i mean that's a solid scientific process compared to carnivore where they don't really know what the science behind that is and you could you could say vegan is a fad as well because when you look at the science behind veganism it doesn't really lend itself to long-term healthy like flourishing i noticed that documentary game changers a while ago but uh i think fad like there's fad diets in the sense that it just breezes into the the topical mainstream and then there's fad diets that are actually like rubbish you know like they don't eat carbs after 8 p.m or whatever yeah yeah i i struggle with these um because you look at the likes you know this guy james smith on uh he's big on social media big on calories and he's pushing <coughs> understanding the underlying principles so whatever fad diet you choose uh, to associate yourself with the underlying principles are the same, right? Take what's the one where you skip breakfast? Intermittent fasting, fasting right? Intermittent fasting is a. Uh, I don't mind it. I've tried it. I like it. There's, I suppose, there's some benefits out there. However, most people jump on a diet for the superficial weight loss plan, right? And the ultimate underlying scientific reasoning behind all of these, uh, the success of any of these diets, is that they increase their exercise and they control the food that they're taking in. 
and ultimately it results in a negative calorie difference right throughout their day so if somebody gets a a kick up the arse and a bit of motivation they go right i'm going to start training and they start training three days a week or four days a week from doing nothing right and then all of a sudden they add a new <coughs> a new diet regime in with that whether it be intermittent fasting keto carnivore uh, that vegetable and meat one that was going around paleo, few, paleo like whatever it is that it's just a schema right it's just a schema for people to understand and it's a it's a project that people can market and it can be fed to the masses because it's got a name all right rather than understanding the underlying scientific nutritional principles the the physiological the biochemistry all this kind of stuff how the food reacts to the body how the body reacts to the food all the all the minor mechanisms that happen is ultimately the same in the human body all right unless there's some sort of pathological issue happening uh typically this is what happens and this is why people see results and this is why people become such advocates of these things because it's almost tribal right y you yeah. look at intermittent fasting like this does people like that they, they'll defend it like That's their team like what yeah <laughs> like what are you defending like it's you're you're eating less and you're moving more like it's, it's very simple um but again if it makes people stick to a thing for an extended period of time so be it but i think it's it's important for people to understand that there's something happening happening deeper than your fad diet it's it's the science behind it yeah i, d I mean the difficult thing there is i don't know how people have the time because i don't have the time i don't have the interest personally to go into understanding all the difference of the physiology and the metabolism and what's going to happen with this diet what's going to happen with that diet i think what it does is it gives people a set of rules that are easily understandable and they can put five or six rules in their mind like right i'm not going to eat meat boom 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 or i'm not going to eat processed food blah 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 whatever it is and i think that makes th these diets popular is that they're easily understandable to people who are too busy and have no interest in learning the science so it's definitely uh it's definitely a tricky thing but it's 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 so difficult to understand all the physiology behind it. How would you summarize, like, the way you explain nutrition to your clients? I I think when you don't understand something well enough, it becomes very hard to simplify it in layman's terms, right? So, uh, take myself uh, and Tomas and, and um, Mark as well. Mark's a guy we we sometimes um, outsource like our to nutrition to. Yeah, it'd be good to get him on. Um, and Tomas as well. Tomas will know a lot more about this than me, but we've all did our, our post-grad and our, and our masters or are doing them at the minute um, in, the same, uh, in the same institute. It's just an extended learning program. But it, like the information is very intense. However, once you get it, you get it, right? And you start to understand w what actually calories in means like it's all these buzzwords that fly around like i was in the industry for years i didn't understand nutrition um and f from what you're saying you s you just avoid it at all costs you don't want anything to do with it but once you get the gist of it it's not that complicated on a more surface level um 
and and it it does have its own rules that people can easily understand you know what 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 happens is people start to um they start to what's the word they they when they when they want to tell you or write down what they've eaten they they misreport it you know um they might think oh i had 250 grams of chicken or 250 grams of, of carbohydrates in the day whereas in fact they probably had a lot more and they might be forgetting uh, to report the fat or the little snacks that they had here and there so this is where the issues arise like the 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 facts are actually quite simple to understand um and presenting that to people in layman's terms can be quite simple if you get a whiteboard out draw a couple of different scenarios on the page do a couple of case studies um and then they have to just learn and try and be willing to to give these things a go themselves you know the likes of my fitness pal uh these trainerize apps like we use all of these for for the nutrition um coaching but it, it's like anything you know when it's something new you have to you have to be willing to be a to be a newbie um yeah. and i think it's becoming a lot more mainstream now education and information is becoming a lot more readily available uh so people are becoming a bit more wiser to what's happening out there and you can spot these absolute scam nutrition plans a mile away now you know it's um, what does one look like i mean just look at some of the branding or some of the words that get used to and like if unless you're a total donkey like you're gonna have your your wits about you and your and your your guard up uh promising these six kgs in two weeks weight loss thing i mean something like that is probably possible if you don't eat anything <laughs> you know but yeah. uh what you're looking for is sustainable results yeah. and a change in lifestyle and not just to uh go mental for eight weeks, get to a point where you want to get to and fall off the wagon again because that just becomes a vicious cycle. And every time you do that, um, it, it becomes harder and harder to get back down every time, you know? I lost four kg in Killy walking across mountains for six days and sleeping in tents and eat, eating very little. But then in about another week and a half, maybe, I put two and a half kg back on, you know? And I don't know what it was. I didn't particularly pay too much attention to the minutiae of it. I just knew all through Kili I was on a deficit. Because I wasn't sna- I, consciously the first four or five days. I wasn't eating Harry Bows. I wasn't eating all that stuff. Sorry to bring Kili back into this. <laughs> we couldn't go a podcast without bringing it up. But uh, so, yeah, I was eating very consciously to try and get control of, the, of that. Uh, and then, yeah, put it back on. Put two and a half kg back on, I think, maybe in the next two weeks. Um, and that's that was a simple case of like an extreme deficit, way more calorie burning for six days. Um, a deficit compared to what I was burning, put it that way. Not a deficit compared to what you should eat every day. Like a deficit com- in relation to what I was churning out, that slow walking across, you burn out a lot of calories, just slowly, slowly. But what people don't understand, and maybe we've gone a, a little bit off topic, is... And we tried to push it uh, with our with our neat freaks and our our strength training and our high intensity. You burn different energy sources at different intensities, right? So you would have been burning 
predominantly fat yeah that whole trip because <coughs> you're walking at a very slow intensity over an extended duration and period of time uh, and what people don't understand and, and why people get tr uh, i suppose carbs have a bad name for themselves is because yes we eat carbs but we probably eat them at the wrong time and we probably eat them to excess because they're the easiest food source available yeah. Uh, and, but they're also the and easiest the and the quickest to break down, all right? So that they're the most immediately available source of energy when we're doing exercise. But what happens is they only tend to get used at a higher intensity. So in the, in the training room class or maybe a strength session or a high-intensity run or an interval run session or whatever it might be, you're predominantly burning carbohydrates during those, those bouts of exercise. So um, fat is not actually the 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 demon here nor is carbs it's just having excess carbs with a lack of uh appropriate exercise intensity to burn them off and then essentially when we eat too much carbs we store them uh, and then when there's too much stored and they're underused they then turn to fat um so this is like this is the this is the underlying basic biochemistry behind the whole thing that that we try to educate people on as best as possible. Uh, it typically, it's it's nutrient timing, n the total of uh, of calories b uh, taken in, and what's the total timing? And I can't remember the third T. Sorry, it'll come to me later. Total timing and type. Type type uh, macronutrient breakdown. So it's it's a little th it's a little triage, little relationship between those three Ts. Um, and they all have their, their own information within that. I think as well what you said earlier about when people under-report like what they're, when they're writing it down, they also look for ways when you give them the plan to be a bit squirrely with it and to get the thing they want, you know, like get the little extra in at the in the evening or get the other little couple of pints in at the weekend, whatever, you know, alcohol is demonized, but it's just, they don't really honestly stick to a plan and they they separate the the reality of what they're putting in their mouth to the efforts that they, they go through, like they turn their brain off or they turn their brain into one mode when they're out at weekends and they're in the in the breakfast after the sessions. You know, I've seen people have breakfast in, in the thing and it doesn't meet their goals, but I'm not the food police. Um, I've been out with people for dinner. I've been out with people drinking in, you know, we've all been out with clients, not so regularly, but it happens and you see what people do. And it's like, yeah, great, knock, knock yourselves out. But none of this fits with your with your goals mm. you know none of this is really in line there's a few people who are stone sober and I, I massively respect that and i think that should be not that's not that shouldn't be under recognized with these people who can go out amongst a group of people friends and not drink because they're very dead set on their goals but people f look for ways to squirrel they're making a little allowance for this they make a little allowance for that and they don't accept or understand really that by the end of that week it's gone wrong and that happens every single week and the heart and soul that they're putting into the gym, the heart and soul of that they're putting into their thoughts and their discipline, a bunch of hours of the day is getting undone on these other hours of the day. And that's that really does, that for me, that's where I think people, it's not only do they not necessarily understand the physiology behind uh, the science and the nutrition and the breakdown and the blah, 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 but they don't really connect their ill discipline to the hard hard outcome of that's now not serving you that 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 way i mean this one of the things and um, it might be a point to bring this up now i wasn't planning on bringing this up but 
is when people bring baked goods into the gym. Like for me, and I know I get called a grumpy F-U-C-K, whatever, and I'll take it for this one. But like that's totally unacceptable in my view. And uh, I don't think it's fair on people to bring baked goods into the gym just because you cooked something at the weekend or you cooked something I find it's delicious and tasty. I've, it really, really, really bothers me. And I look like such a Scrooge McDuck when this happens. And I'm looking at people going, like, what are you doing? And I don't say it to them. I just watch them. I'm like, what are you doing? Why is this happening? How is this? You've just done a, an hour session in the gym to get somewhere you're trying to go with your goals. And you're going to... Well, funnily enough, that's the best time to have a, a food source like that. You know, perhaps, but my, I'm not actually, th- this is where it really gets me. And this is the, the idea that everybody struggles with self-control, right? Like, I don't know what the person does in the rest of the day from their micro macros, whatever. It's one meal. You can have, remember the old American the football coaches used to say, have your marathon, have your cheat, your cheat meals right after your sessions. It's great for your glycogen rest- restoration, blah, blah, blah. I have an idea of what's going on there. But the people who are struggling on a deeper level, with their self-control. I mean, everybody struggles. Everyone has a moment where they're like, do you know what, screw this, I'm going for it. But to come to the gym, the gym should be the safe place. The gym should be the place where you're not, where you are focused, where you're mm. absolutely clean. Right, I'm into the gym. I'm gonna bring my water, I'm gonna, bring, gonna, bring my, I'm gonna have my protein after, I'm gonna make sure I eat, eat well after it. And then someone rolls up with a big box of cakes or whatever. And they say, yeah, look, it's healthy, there's coconut in it. Like, it, stop it, first of all, don't open that book because you don't know what else is in it, you don't know how many calories there are, you've just put a ton of butter, you've put a ton of something in there, a ton of sugar, like loads of stuff goes into that to make that, the consistency that it is. So even before you talk about taste or blandness, just to have it like that, it's gonna be awful, awful foods if your goal is like a weight loss calorie control. But then they leave the gym having had that and they're like, well, like you've just hammered someone's self-control. They leave going like, how did I just let myself slip? I'm in a group of people and they've all just, condoned that it really bothers me and i would put out this i put this out as a quiet public service announcement to please stop bringing get baked <laughs> goods into the gym it's amazing that you're a beautiful chef and i love it and congratulations but like look around there's people in the class who that is not good for them and when everybody in the class who's finished walks over and picks one up like how are you going to say no you're not it's human nature mm. and then you walk off the gym going well you know i've screwed up my whole day already by having that I really don't. I, th- I don't think it's fair. So there's a, this is, I think, where nutrition really and the deeper understanding has to come into play and people need to either just take it on the chin to learn it and, and understand it because having a baked good after a gym session, it should absolutely be fine, okay? In a, in a real world, it should absolutely be fine. And a person who possibly shouldn't be doing that but in terms of adherence to a program to a nutritional program you cannot be 100% strict all the time all right so you talk about people squirreling away uh, for for calories and, and whatever on the weekend it becomes a much broader picture it becomes more than a more than a micro scale thing like a weekly thing or a, or a daily thing you need to think 6 months 12 months 4 years 6 years however long down the line so if you're being good and sticking within your calorie range and not even focusing too much on being healthy 
or are choosing the healthy foods because I'll tell you what most of the healthy foods like you look at an acai bowl oh super healthy you look at these uh, whatever cereal bars oat bars all this kind of stuff that's that's portrayed in the media as being healthy they're heavily uh, calorific yeah. right so this is where the education needs to come in the education needs to come in in that there's, there's another thing called if it fits your macros it's okay so people will have a mars bar at lunchtime or with their thing or a snickers or whatever it might be because ultimately they're in a calorie deficit now yes they may be missing minerals and vitamins and it might not be the healthiest food in the world however we've got to look at things on the big picture and say actually it's not the worst thing in the world to have a fucking muffin or have a fucking Snickers because I've been good the rest of the week. The problem comes in when people are arseholes on a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday. Uh, they come in hungover on a Sunday and they're like, "Why am I reaching my goals?" Well, you've been you've been, you've been being uh, acting out of line for three of the four days of the week, and you're doing this for the period of eight, ten, fifty weeks. That's where the problem becomes because they're totally uneducated on monitoring their self-control. Now, having a little snack here and there, okay, that that's like one small step to losing your self-control. Or is it better to understand what I am allowed to do and what I cannot do and then staying within the confines of those rules, which is sometimes a little bit harder said than done. But do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I think exactly what you're saying is like it, you, it's – too difficult and it's not completely crucial to be clean 100% of the yeah. time, right? But I definitely, definitely don't think that that X small percentage of time should be anywhere near the gym area. It shouldn't, this should be the safe zone. Like, if you want to go, because like, I guarantee you that everybody struggles, and I say this honestly, in the evening time when you get home from work late and you're too tired to cook, you take your phone out and you order something. And if you did, I, don't, I think if you didn't cook it, you don't know what's in it. Yeah, well, Do you yeah know? for sure, yeah. Like if you didn't put the stuff into the pan and, comf- and whatever, you don't know what's in it. So anything, anytime you eat for that someone else has cooked, you don't really know how much of everything there is. So you, you're going to slip there, but also you're going to go for the sugary stuff every now and again. That just shouldn't happen at the gym. That's my main thing is just not here. Because I know that people slip. I know that they slip in the evening time. I know that they slip at weekends. So if you're slipping out evening time and weekends and at the gym. Now, this, I'm, I'm bigging this up, uh, making a big deal of it. It doesn't happen that frequently, but it has happened. Yeah. And I think it shouldn't happen at all. And I think it's not fair on people who are really trying to dedicate themselves and get control of their self-control. And then they get tempted at the gym. I don't think that's fair. But uh, I'm trying to think of another thing you said there, which, which I wanted to pick up on. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, look... It's uh, it is what it is. Let's let's move on. Do you have anything else to add on to that? Um, probably, but I can't think right now. All right, well we'll get off that. Yeah. And I don't mind. I, uh, that's there's some. Every now and again, I get called a grumpy fuck, and I dispute that. But this one, I'll I'll <laughs> die on that hill. I'll die on the hill of, of like, do not bring cakes into the gym. I'll I'll not be happy. All right, pick another number between one and thirteen, except nine. Yeah. Two. Oh, social media of Keith. That's me. I can't remember what that was. I think that was just Instagram. I think that was just a general 
cognitive hellhole that is Instagram. Yeah. Is it a net positive or is it not? Like, what's it good for? What's it bad for? Who 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 uses Why it? Why do well? you use Instagram? I use it as a portfolio for my. So I have, a, I have way back 2015 when we left our old job. Instagram was a little thing. Don't know if Facebook had bought it yet, but I didn't have anywhere for people to see. Well, I didn't have a work Instagram. I didn't have an Instagram that shows off work stuff. So I was like, right, well, I actually need now. I don't have anything to show people. We were getting our clients funneled in from a previous um, ecosystem that's now gone. So I need to start creating something. And like, that was where I grew my, but that was my initial plan for my Instagram. And it was just to put it up to show people what it is to come train with me, who I am from a professional perspective. And, uh, educate inform inspire i I watched a course actually watched a course on lifeeducation.com shameless plug on getting social media savvy and you know how to build out a plan for your social media in the sort of business and fitness realm inform educate and inspire so informing people i'm not going to go through the technicalities of how to deadlift you know that's boring no one cares but inform people what it is to like what it is to come and train remember we used to in the old gym we used to do selfies and be six or seven people training Mm. in the background um educate and i didn't have time to create my own images and stuff so i just repost all these other experts who are better than me at these things stuff that struck a bell with me i would share it and inspire i never until recently i never filmed my own workout because that is just not inspiring (laughs) 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 what do you mean tell us more about that like i do not do interesting workouts i don't do I just don't. So I've never recently, maybe in the last year, uh, I've started. But um, inspiring people, I don't really know how to inspire people. You know, a picture of me doing a thing is not going to inspire someone. I don't have an emotionally inspiring story. You know, I'm just mm. a, just a just a meathead. Um, so that's my Instagram. But I can't remember why I wanted to talk about Instagram. Really, I think what's important and one thing i would want to talk about social media is being very careful of who you take your information from and be very mindful of where their information is coming from because quite often people with their tops off and with their arses out and promoting promo follow my promo code on discount.com or whatever it is these are people you need to be mindful of and be very wary of the information one they're sharing with you or two where they're trying to push you towards if it's a landing page with a pay now tab okay maybe they have something to offer you but are they doing it on a cookie cutter approach system possibly is their cookie cutter cooker approach system good enough for what they're going to be charging you Possibly, possibly not. Um, so, I don't know. I I don't know really. You're talking I, about you're talking about trainers. You're talking about tra- people trying to get trainers. online training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like maybe they're inspiring. Maybe they hit that inspirational tab because they're absolutely shredded, or they look amazing in their little red bikini, and they have a good story where they used to be five kilos heavier and they've just milked the shit out of it and they've done an IWBFF yeah fucking thing. Um, and maybe they're just genetically gifted, you know? Or young. 
or young, right? So, and maybe that cookie cutter approach or maybe the program that their coach gave them that they're now giving to other people, it's not the fucking right program for you. Um, so maybe I'm a little bit old school on this. Uh, maybe inspiration and movement is all people need. So that's where we're falling down. Um, I don't think we educate people enough on our platform. We probably should do, but I think we're just a bit resistant to well, it's spending hard. too much time on social media, and we actually tend to focus on the people that are in the, the real with world. Us. Yeah, um, which I'd much rather be, and I, m- I sleep a lot better at night doing that. But I think it's just very—you need to be very, very careful where you're getting your information from, even what you're filling your fucking feed with. Like I, I. To be honest, m- social media for me is f- is for business and for work. Like, there's, n- there's, ver- there's very little, if any, personal posts on social media. So my my feed, even my friends are hidden. I don't follow them. If I want to talk to them, I'll pick up a fucking WhatsApp group or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I follow educational people. Is this where you never like my posts? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I pick up educational things. All right. So, but that's what that's what I like. Um, but these guys are like they're authors they're fucking they're well renowned people they're business people they're whatever so I very much hand select the people who I want to see on my feed however I think you can get caught in hours scrolling down your feed with fucking shite some chick in America who's got booty implants telling you how to do all these Booty exercises. I think, like, most, stop it. I, I think <laughs> most people are wise to those people. Do you know those those uh, young whippersnappers with all their ripped. Like another thing I would say is when you're also you're looking into who's giving you information, where they're getting it from. Also, and I don't know if this is just my own experience, but also look at uh, look at how long they've been. So, for me, for my Instagram life cycle, right at the beginning there was a load of terrible posts right there's loads of us trying to figure out what works we're trying to figure out what people like i'm trying to play the game of instagram so there's loads of terrible posts and there's loads of good posts and like as you try and migrate that i see i see people who are kind of fresh to the industry and they're you can see they're trying to figure it out you know here's and it's typically there's one step in every coach's thing and i'm sure i've done it if someone has the time and the energy to go back where they, you talk about the technical aspects of an exercise that you think is important to you and you show people why it's important. Like, I've d- I have done that with a few rehab exercises, but not, like, you'll see it in people. They'll talk about the deadlift or they'll talk about some, some sort of thing, you know, and they'll try and give you the points. And I think that's, it's a little bit shitty from my view, but I think it's also them just figuring it out. I think, like, you'll see some... Yeah, I think people just try and figure it out. That's, that's the main thing. So if you've got to forgive some people who are on their Instagram early paths with some terrible posts and some really uninformative stuff or some controversial stuff um but uh i think people are getting wise to the fact that like if you see a young shredded person and they're like well the thing that bothers me in fact is when people do these wild workouts like burpee box jumps into burpee pull-ups into hanging candlesticks (coughs) it's like who's able to do those workouts what are you doing that for 40 seconds on, 20 seconds rest of this beastly workout. It's like, people are just going to go, no. Like, some people will say, if it gone amazing, I'll do that one day, and then they'll never do it. I think that might fall into your inspiration side of things, right? There's not much information going on on those pages, I'd imagine. 
it's just these super athletes just doing these these mental workouts and people actually think they can give it a go and i'll be honest <laughs> i get dragged into some of these workouts sometimes uh, not because i want to do them but because whoever i'm training with is oh i've seen this andy gibb not to mention any names <laughs> is that you andy <laughs> no but that, i mean that's well, that, know? that's where i wouldn't do that because that's my workouts are, are not glamorous but i think it's very hard that might be their way to inspire people for sure mm. i think going back to what you said about we don't educate people enough it's very hard i run an education website mm. it's very hard to make education fit into a glamorous thing that people will engage with it on social media you might have 15 20 seconds before you lose their yeah. attention span how do you hopefully this way is a longer form version of, of education do you know he's quite good at the he's i don't think he's a new guy i think he lives in dubai uh chris wills or something like that do you follow no, he lives in the uk oh does he's he? great he's very good and he has these little snippets of just education 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 and then sometimes he'll throw a little snippet of whatever in but yeah, he's, I don't know why he, that reminded me of he's him. He's a very good guy. If anyone, I don't know what his thing is, but he's also someone, if you listen to him speak, right, he taught himself how to speak without humming and hawing. So listen to how he speaks. He speaks yeah. very fluidly. <coughs> that's a, that's a c- crazy thing to have taught yourself, but he's done that. Chris Wills or something, he's a very smart guy. He'll probably keep going or he'll probably get very big. I think so. The thing I can't listen to him about is, is not him. It's I can't listen to podcasts where it's just one person speaking. I drift off and I don't listen anymore. I find myself just not paying attention. I don't, know, I don't follow his podcast. He's got a good podcast and I've known because he does every now and again he'll speak, he'll interview somebody and I'll listen to them. He's a very smart guy, very well thought out his ideas but uh, those monologues where people just talk into the thing, I'm, I I'm catch myself just not listening. Um, so yeah, so that's that. What else about Instagram? I think, going back to what I said about discount.com, that should really stop. Like people need to stop selling other people's well, services. Everyone knows what's happening. They get a thirty percent discount. They get a kickback of. They also get paid wedge. I mean, I've done it for I've done it for Columbia. As I sit here in a pair of Columbia shorts. <laughs> um, but I but that's David actually gave me a voucher where that made my life a lot easier for that thing. Mm. And uh, but I think and that's kind of in tune with what we're doing. Do you know? Like it's sort it's it's yes guilty. But it's somewhat in line with what we're trying to push is like get outdoors, do these things. But for somebody who's like selling wet wipes, do you know, these are the best wet wipes I've ever used my whole entire life. Come, discount code this, enter the competition and win a lifetime. What are you doing? Makes it so cheap. It's just, uh, I get that that's what they have to do. Maybe that pays them a lot of money, do you know? They've got a massive following and that's in, in the corporate's interest. But why not just do something that you really like and that really you really like it's it's in line with exactly your ethos like i had a company contact me to push this uh fitness screen i can't remember what it was called i won't bother naming it it was a, it was a glass perspex screen that's about head height like it's floor to ceiling and it shows a person working out on the screen and they're doing a lunge and you're supposed to do the lunge with it really high-tech piece of kit and they were like we want you to help us promote this and I had to, I was like, I looked it up and I was like, absolutely not. Like, in what world do I do this? Mm. Watch, I, a, I don't need to watch a screen. I know what I'm doing. But like, I had to write back. I had to th- consider my reply because I didn't want to upset the people. I didn't want to sound like an ungrateful person. But I was like, look, I think it's not really my kind of thing. It's not how I train. And also, it's like, I don't really want to come across like someone who's just taking a paycheck to promote 
whatever uh, for anything for anybody and uh, they wrote back on uh, I said I think the world has enough of them lol this was a bit of an email the person wrote back on um, don't worry you, I totally agree I understand we'll find something better that's a better fit for you in the future and I was like great okay mm. fine that's fair but like when you have people whose entire business is now Instagram where does that take the world you know and what's what kind of mixed messaging is that sending people either it's authentically you over here or you're being paid which is not authentically you that's your job <coughs> and i think that's where the whole of instagram gets squirty but hopefully people are wise enough to uh, and i'd like to think that they are yeah the same people who are educated about nutrition and their macros and you know all that like you have everybody <laughs> you have all sorts of everyone out there i'm sure we're getting i'm sure you and i are getting duped with something as well do you know online why has no one ever asked me to sell out in front of them? I bet you they have. <laughs> Why um, not interesting enough? Funky Pants. The Funky Pants is as big as ambassador. I love Funky Pants. There I you go. They've never asked me to sell out in once for them. Maybe, maybe you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so right, Paul, if you're listening, I want to I wanna backhand her. We're going to send this directly to Paul. <laughs> Discount code Chris Green for uh, all your Funky Pants needs, or your Snazzy Pants, <laughs> as, uh, as Destiny called them. <laughs> Cool. Anyway, should we wrap it up on that? We've talked Done. garbage for long enough, taking yep. up most of people's days. Um, cool. So, uh, episode 50, happy UAE 50th National Day. Here's to another 50 high fives all around. Uh, anything you want to add? If you have any other particular topics you'd like to have covered or particular guests that you want yeah. on the show, let us know. Yeah, if you, anyone has any guests that they think they'd want to hear us chatting to, let us know. Save me and Chris just finding garbage topics to talk about like we've just done but thank you for listening and we'll chat to you again soon